Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 19th of November, 2023. Flyers Daily presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. I dubbed the last four games, including yesterday's overtime 4-3 win over the Vegas Golden Knights, as the four games that were the revenge tour. You had Anaheim, who the Flyers lost to at Wells Fargo Center, 7-4, and then beat in Anaheim 6-3 to start out this four-game win streak. They lost to L.A. a couple of weeks ago yesterday, 5-0 at Wells Fargo Center. They went into L.A. and beat the Kings November 11th, 4-2. First two parts of the revenge tour complete. Then they go to Carolina on Wednesday. They lost to Carolina back on October 30th, 3-2 at Wells Fargo Center. They went into Carolina and got a 3-1 win. And then yesterday, they lost to the Vegas Golden Knights back on October 24th in Vegas. Flyers after dark. 3-2 was the final of that game as the Flyers went into the third period with a lead, but Vegas gets a goal in the final minute of play, and that led to a Vegas win. But yesterday, the Flyers' revenge tour concluded with a 4-3 overtime win over the Cup champs, who have been playing very good hockey. Let's get into the particulars on the game. Flyers outshoot Vegas 38-31 in the game. They get a slight edge in the faceoff circle, 51%. Boy, they were on the penalty kill a ton in this game. And really, the fact that more damage wasn't done by Vegas on on their power play is a big reason why the Flyers got the win. But the storyline of the game... There's a bunch of storylines. But first and foremost, the power play. We talked in yesterday's episode about the Flyers' power play going three for its last 33, 11%, being tied at the bottom of the NHL for the worst power play in the league. They got one, not one, but two power play goals. Owen Tippett opened the scoring at the 15-29 minute mark of the opening period. His seventh goal of the season on the power play. Really good couple of plays on this shift by Tyson Forster. Two retrievals in the offensive zone. Keep it alive long enough for Tippett to get that goal. Travis Sanheim and Cam Atkinson pick up the assist. Flyers go up 1-0. They end the first period up 1-0. That also catapulted them to being the team that leads the NHL in first period scoring. They went into the game tied with Vegas for the most first period goals at 23. Vegas got none. Flyers got one. They've got 24. Vegas now has 23 first period goals. Flyers have the best first period scoring in the NHL. Can you believe that? 59 seconds into this into the second period, Flyers build on their lead. You knew Vegas was going to have some pushback after that first period. You know, Vegas really dominated the first 10 minutes. They had a 7-3 to three shots advantage at one point. And then all of a sudden, the Flyers rattled off a ton. The Flyers were up 14-7. to seven. At one point in shots in the period, they ended up with 16 shots in the period to eight for Vegas. But just 59 seconds into the second period, Flyers get another power play goal, this time off the stick of Tyson Forster. Forster finally, finally Forster, his first of the season. And where does he score it from? About three feet from the goal line, right down around the net, right where you need to be to score goals. Corrals a puck, is able to put it past Logan Thompson, puts the Flyers up 2-0. Travis Sanheim picks up his second assist of the game, second power play assist of the game. Owen Tippett picks up an assist, so he's got a goal and an assist on the power play. Flyers go up 2-0. At the 4-0-1 mark, Vegas gets on the board. William Carlson is able to beat Carter Hart, high blocker. I think this puck deflected off a Flyers defenseman the shaft of his stick. 
because you can see Hart tracking low on the blocker side, and then all of a sudden the puck just shoots up and is able to beat him in the top part of the net. Marchessault so with the assist, 2-1. Then, speaking of Marchessault, so, he gets the game tying goal at the 15-minute mark, assisted by Jack Eichel and Shea Theodore. All of a sudden, you got a 2-2 game, and you know that that next segment of the game, Vegas comes back, gets the Carlson goal to get within one, then they get the tying goal uh, later in that period. So that next segment with Vegas, with all the momentum, is going to be paramount how the Flyers respond. Well, they respond 25 seconds later when Sean Walker practically wills one into the back of the net, just kind of a looping shot almost that ends up going over the right shoulder of Logan Thompson into the back of the net. I don't think Thompson saw it at any point until he heard the goal horn. So Walker picks up his third goal of the game. Nick Sealer and Sean Couturier pick up the assist. Flyers up 3-2. And then in the final minute, Flyers on a 5-on-3 kill. They actually have three guys in the box. And uh, Marchessault on the 5-on-3 is able to beat Carter Hart to get it tied, his ninth of the season. So Flyers give up a power play goal. They go into the third in a tie game, 3-3. Vegas has got a minute and five of power play time left. Flyers get that killed off. Good opportunities at both end of the, uh, ends of the ice. I thought both goaltenders were excellent in the game. We'll get to Carter Hart more in just a second, and we'll speak to him. Uh, but the Flyers, no scoring in the third. They hold Vegas off the board, so you go to overtime. And just a minute into overtime, Sean Couturier with just a hockey IQ play, no matter which way you cut it, proving you don't have to be the fastest guy in the NHL or one of the fastest guys. You don't have to have the hardest or most accurate shot. You don't have to be the biggest, strongest guy. None of those things. doesn't matter. When you've got hockey IQ and you know how to use your stick very effectively, as Couturier has done throughout his entire career, puts your body in a position to make that stick an option. He knocks down a pass from Jack Eichel, gets the puck, and eventually beats Logan Thompson with a little help from a screen from Travis Konechny. It's an unassisted goal for Sean Couturier, and that's the game winner. Flyers win it in overtime in the three-on-three. Sean Couturier picks up his second point of the game, and the Flyers win the game 4-3. to three. So no assist on the overtime winner, but as I mentioned before, Travis Sanheim had a couple of assists in the game. Uh, Cam Atkinson had an assist. Owen Tippett had an assist, as did Nick Sealer and, as I mentioned, Sean Couturier. And for all of those assists, the Flyers continue to team up with Penn Medicine for the Penn Medicine assist. And that's because every Flyers assist this season, Penn Medicine and the Flyers are donating 30 pounds of food to local communities in need. So big donation yesterday as the Flyers get a huge win. We're going to talk more about Carter Hart, but after we hear from the Flyers goaltender, I had a chance to catch up with Carter after the game, get his thoughts on it, his team being together, and much more. Here's my conversation with Carter Hart. Uh, we're here at Flyers post game with Flyers goaltender Carter Hart. Boy, what a win um, over the Vegas Golden Knights. That game had a little bit of everything. What was in front of you? What did you see? Um, no, I think, I think we played hard. It's, uh, they're a very offensive team. Um, I thought we played really well offensively uh, as well. Um, traded chances a little bit back and forth and um, bared down when we needed to. Our power play was uh, way better tonight. Um, I mean, we've been working in practice uh, trying to get better on our, on our special teams, our power play for sure. Um, and uh, it was rewarding to see the power play guys uh, get a couple goals for us. It gives you a big boost to the entire group. After that second period, I'm sure that that was mentioned. You know, to get the, first of all, stay out of the box, don't put them on the power play, but to be able to get a power play goal, have something to show for it. 
yeah, those those power play goals were, were huge for uh, in the game, and I mean, obviously we take take a few penalties there in a row, and um, our, our penalty kill did a great job of killing them. Uh, obviously, they get the one five on three, uh, they make a good play, and and we get right back to work and, and kill I think two more penalties, three more penalties, whatever it was, um, and, and end up winning the hockey game here. Hartsy, it's not hard to see why they're such a good team. You know, they come out in that first ten minutes. You had a couple breakaway opportunities against uh, a couple odd man rushes. But did you just feel like you were dialed into your game from jump street here tonight? Yeah, I mean, we pre-scout, we get ready for, for what's coming, and we know that they're a team that transi- transitions quick, uh, throws puck up, throws pucks up the ice uh, fast, and tries to catch teams sleeping. So, um, just had to be ready and, and uh, make a few saves. Belief is a very big thing. You guys have won four straight for the first time, and you've beaten some really good clubs along the way. Anaheim, L.A., you get the win the other night in Carolina, and you get this win. What's the belief level of your group right now? I think it's huge. I I mean, I think not so much even, obviously, we believe in each other, um, but, I mean, I think the biggest thing is how well uh, our group gels together. Um, I mean, one guy's guy's down, one guy's uh, picking them up, and um, we stick together, scrums, in front of our paint and their paint. Um, I think that's that's been the biggest part of our team this year is just how close we are. Uh, we believe in each other and we have just a lot of fun together every day at the rink and I think that's been the biggest thing. Those things matter too, don't they? You know, just having everybody's back and knowing the guy next to you has got it. It's the biggest thing in team sports. Uh, I th- I, the teams that win are the teams that are the closest. Carter, enjoy the win. Thanks for doing this. Thanks. Flyers goaltender Carter Hart, who uh, was excellent for his team once again yesterday, and despite the fact that the Flyers significantly outshot Vegas in the first period, you know, they come out of that period with a 16-8 shots advantage. The first 10 minutes of the game, Vegas was just stretching the Flyers up the ice through the neutral zone, where they do this so well, Vegas does. And then they stretch you so much in the D zone that when you're trying to defend them, just a lot of cross-ice passes. They really spread you out and stretch you thin, and they got – Many good scoring chances. Some of them didn't even end up as shots. They just didn't kind of finish the deal. A couple backdoor plays. Carlson uh, just wasn't able to get the handle on one of them. But right in the first couple of minutes, Hart makes a great save on a breakaway opportunity from Barbashev. He just stayed with him the whole time. Stayed down on the puck. Made, made it almost look easy. Didn't bite on any of the moves that Barbashev was showing. Had another breakaway save, then a big save on a two-on-one, and really kept his team, kept the game scoreless for his team to kind of get their game going. Vegas came out of the gate really strong, but the Flyers, and in particular Carter Hart, I thought he was excellent in the game once again. And he just puts his team in a position to win games. You know, when the momentum shifts, and if you watch the game yesterday, I mean, you see how pronounced the shifts in momentum were for each side in the game. It was unbelievable that it was so pronounced. It was so obvious who had the momentum and what it would take to get it back. And then when you saw it shift back and teams trying to capitalize when they have it, it was really a good performance from the Flyers against what is a very good team, obviously, in Vegas. I mean, they're the cup champs, and they're off to a great start this year. They're every bit uh, a cup contender once again. They've got tremendous depth, good goaltending, good D play. Uh, they really do a good job offensively, and the Flyers, I thought, played a really, really good hockey game. So it's the fourth game of, as I termed, the revenge tour. And I think the thing that's most impressive about the revenge tour, these four games and this four-game winning streak, first and foremost, 
three of the four games come with wins on the road. Couple that with the fact that it came off what I would deem as their worst loss of the season when the San Jose Sharks got their first win of the season with a record of 0-10-1. How the Flyers responded to that, we talked about it that night of that game. Well, it was frustrating and a a performance that really had a lot of people questioning where the Flyers are, where this season was going. All what I kept mentioning on the pod was all that mattered is how they responded to it. You got to crinkle that game up, put it in the waistpan, in the wastebasket, but you got to respond to it. And they've responded to it beautifully because you're on the road, you take on an Anaheim team. That's, I think, a pretty darn good team. When you look at points percentage in the NHL, you know, of these four teams, all of them are north of 500 hockey teams. When you look at points percentage right now in the NHL, so Anaheim is the first game. Anaheim's got uh, right now a 529 points percentage. Second game is the LA Kings. The LA Kings have the sixth highest point percentage in the NHL at 700. Then after the Kings, you go to Carolina. We know Carolina is a good team. I think they're better than their record indicates, but they are, the record is what they are right now. Carolina, a 563 points percentage. And then today, you face off against Vegas. They come into the game with the highest points percentage in the NHL. They leave the game with the third highest at 778. So you've beaten four really good teams, and you've beaten four teams that are very different. They've had to win games over this four-game stretch in vastly different ways. And that's a good sign. you got to be able to win games in the NHL in different kinds of games. Sometimes you have those run-and-gun games. Sometimes you have those lockdown 2-1 type of games. Today was one of those momentum ones. Ride the momentum. Try and capitalize on it when you have it. And special teams obviously played a big part for the Flyers with the two power play goals. So the the way you're, you know, to be a good team, you have to be able to win games in different ways because you're not going to get your terms that best suit your team to win hockey games every night. And the Flyers showed that over these four games as well. So uh, very good performance. I thought Sean Couturier had a really strong game once again. Obviously, Tyson Forster scoring, huge for the Flyers, for him to get his first. And hopefully that just releases the pressure on the young man who I'm sure has probably has never gone this long into a season without a goal in his hockey life. Going back to Squirt and Pee Wee and Bantam, Midget, whatever, he's been a goal scorer at every level. And this was a 16-goal drought to begin a season, which makes it even more probably frustrating and, you know, adding more pressure to a player like Tyson Forster trying to make his way in the NHL. But give him credit, too. John Tortorella talked about it after the game. Um, He didn't abandon any of the other core principles of what it takes to be a good player in the NHL other than scoring during the time he wasn't scoring. He was not a net negative player. He was still really good in board battles, really good at generating opportunities for his line, being responsible defensively. So even though he wasn't scoring, it didn't deteriorate the structure that he needs to play within the NHL to be a really successful player. Now, if you can do that and couple it with the scoring, and he's going to be a scorer, then you really have a good player. So really good to see Tyson Forrester get that goal and release the pressure. And then Owen Tippett, you know, five goals in his last four games, really playing good hockey uh, right now as well. Cam Atkinson continues to you know, put up good points. He's got 10 points in his last 11 games. So the Flyers, good performances, and this four-game win streak is is really impressive when you consider who they've played and how they've done it. 
Uh, now the really the big key. Let's get to the preview of tonight's game. It's Flyers Blue Jackets at Wells Fargo Center. Each team is on a back-to-back. So that kind of playing field is pretty much neutralized. You know, when the Flyers played the Kings at Wells Fargo that Saturday and lost 5 nothing, they were playing on a back-to-back. They played Buffalo the night before. They were playing three and four days, and the Kings hadn't played since Thursday, and they were playing Saturday. And they were sitting in Philly waiting for the Flyers while they were in Buffalo playing a game. Uh, that was a big advantage for the Kings in that game, and they made the Flyers pay. And you're, those things are going to happen from time to time. But each, this time, each of the teams are coming off a of back-to-back. And if anything, the Flyers have a slight advantage because obviously the game yesterday was 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, the Columbus Blue Jackets played last night at 7.30 on the road against Washington. So they have the minimum allowed by the NHL deal turnaround, which is 22 hours from face-off to face-off. They go from 7.30 last night, 22 hours later, you're you know, facing off against the Caps last night, and then 22 hours later, you're facing off against the Flyers. So, you know, that's a team that is, got in very late last night. Flyers, early game, had a chance to savor it a little bit and then get after it. Um, at the time of recording here, there's still five minutes to go in the third period in Washington, and the Blue Jackets are losing in that game 4-2. to two. Johnny Gaudreau did pick up a goal, his second of the season, his first legit goal, the first one was an empty net goal. That's all he had going into that game. And uh, former flyer Ivan Provorov, who will make his return to Wells Fargo Center as a member of the opposition tomorrow, picked up his first goal for Columbus. But it's been a struggle for Columbus. They're a team that is in a bad, bad way right now. From the hiring of Mike Babcock over the summer um, to naming a new coach, and things just have started off miserably there in Columbus. Of course, the Flyers beat them on opening night 4-2. to two. Then they went and they beat the Rangers, top team in the Metropolitan Division. Lost to Detroit, won two games, beat Calgary and Minnesota, but then the losses started piling up. OT lost to Anaheim. OT lost to Montreal. 2-0 loss to the New York Islanders. 5-3 loss to Dallas. Then they beat Tampa. Quality win there. But now they're just losing games by the, by the handful here. They've lost to Washington, 2-1 to one, back on November 4th. They lost to Florida in overtime. They lost to Dallas 5-2. to They lost to Detroit 5-4. to They lost to the Rangers in a shootout. They lost to Pittsburgh 5-3. to And they lost to Arizona 3-2. to And as I mentioned, they're down two goals late uh, in this game against Washington. So it has been a miserable season. Johnny Gaudreau has been benched not once but twice. An entire period and most of a period the other night. Patrick Laine was out with the concussion for a bit. You give him a little latitude there. Uh, but he's off to a slow start. He's only got uh, two goals on the season as well. And the Blue Jackets uh, not looking like they're in good shape after this summer. They go out and they remake their blue line. And they're trying to move that that thing forward after a 59-point year last year in Gaudreau's first year there after signing that huge free agent contract. And, you know, you look at them right now. I mean, Columbus has 12 points. Going into last night's game, they were minus 15 in goal differential. Won 7-2 in their last 10. Lost 7 straight, probably lost 8 straight by the time you're hearing this because they're down by 2 late against Washington. So you cannot – you hope the Flyers learn the ultimate lesson here after the revenge tour. The last game they lost was against the 0-10-1 San Jose Sharks. They went into that game – they had a lot of shots on San Jose in that game and – I think they played hard, but they just didn't bear down. 
you can't take the Flyers are still in no position. Four straight wins, wins over, you know, some quality opponents like we just mentioned, Carolina, Vegas, the Kings, Anaheim, others in this season. They can't just show up, tape up their sticks, take warm ups and expect that they're gonna get a win. They gotta do the right things in the game. They gotta control what they can control. Columbus is dying to end this losing skid. They're looking to revenge the opening night loss and get their season pointed in the right direction. Um, Flyers can't let that be on their watch coming up tomorrow night. Got a chance to win five straight games before heading to the Island to take on the Islanders coming up on Wednesday, and then you get the New York Rangers for the Black Friday game on Friday. So take care of business when you take on the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight. I imagine Sam Harrison will get the start. Carter uh, went yesterday, obviously, very – even though there was only 31 shots, it was – to me, watching the game, it was one of those heavy workload games just because of the way Vegas plays in the offensive zone. Constantly, you know, cross-ice passes, a lot of movement for the goaltender. And obviously they're a high, high-powered high team that you got to be, you know, on your game mentally and in the right position at all times, and Carter was that. So I imagine we'll see Sam Harrison against the Columbus Blue Jackets coming up today at 5.30. So we'll break that game down uh, in tomorrow's episode. Bill Meltzer will also join for his weekly Mondays with Meltzer. But everybody, enjoy the Flyers-Blue Jackets game tonight. Enjoy the Vegas win prior to it as well in the four-game win streak. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand-new Flyers Daily.